Hey, struggling to come up with a new name for your professional football team? No worries, I got you covered. Hey friends, welcome to the Press Club C Podcast. I'm Ray Keating. This 22nd episode is brought to you by my book, Heroes and Villains, a Pastor Stephen Grant short story. More on that later. In this episode, we're going to talk about a new name for the Washington Redskins, or, well, actually, their temporary name is the Washington football team. So what should the Redskins' new name be? We're going to talk about that. But first, Let's quickly answer that key question once more. What the heck is the Press Club C anyway? Each letter stands for stuff we're going to talk about during various episodes of this podcast. P is for politics. R is for religion, mainly Christianity. E is for economics. S is for sports. That second S is for stories, books, and writing, my own books, other books, fiction, nonfiction, etc. C is for culture, pop culture, and otherwise... L is for life, the big catch-all. U is for understanding, lessons, history, uh, lessons in history, education, economics, business, and so on. Uh, B is for business and entrepreneurship. And finally, the final C in Press Club C stands for conservative. Why? Because I am one. So now let's get to a new name for the Redskins. Um, On Sunday, July 26th, I wrote a brief column uh, suggesting a new name for the Redskins. Uh, and I said, it's obvious. It should be the, uh, well, before I get to it, it should be the Washington Americans. That's that's the bottom line here. Now, backtracking, I'm not going to get into the controversy over the name of the Washington Redskins. It's now defunct. It's gone. Uh, along with names, as I mentioned in the, the column of other NFL teams that, the teams that still exist, but under different names in the past. So, you know, the... Uh, for example, the New York Jets were the Titans. Uh, the Chicago Bears started out as the Decatur Staleys. Um, the Detroit Lions started off as the Portsmouth Spartans. That one I did not know until I was looking it up for the column. And of course, <clears throat> many of us remember the Houston Oilers, who are now the Tennessee Titans. So, um, so when the 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 team the the form the team formerly known as the Redskins <laughs> um, put out their statement saying um, you know I'll quote from it here the decision to use Washington Football Team for this season allows the franchise the ability to undertake an in depth branding process to properly include player alumni fan community and sponsor input close quote. So my argument in the piece was, you know, listen, Dan Snyder, owner of the uh, Washington football team, um, save save some time, save your money. The name obviously should be uh, the Washington Americans. Now, uh, a little quick history. I love history in all forms, including sports history. When you look back at the four big... uh, Sports leagues in the United States, meaning the NHL, the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA, only two teams possessed this name, the Americans, or something very close to it. So first, there was, in the NFL, actually, um, way back at the beginning, there was the Buffalo All-Americans. Now, they played 
it's kind of interesting to look at their history real quick. Um, the team played from 1920 uh, to 1927. <laughs> they took 1928 off because they didn't have enough money. And then they came back in 1929. And then that was it. So 20 to 27 and then 29. The team actually went under several names. There was it started out as the Buffalo All-Americans for their first four seasons. Then they switched over to the Buffalo Bisons for a couple of seasons. Um, one season, 1926, was they were called the Buffalo Rangers. And then for those last two seasons, they went back to the Buffalo Bisons. So All-Americans were only uh, was only used for those first four seasons, 1920 to 23. Um, throughout most of the short history of this team, they were pretty bad, except for the first two seasons. They were really a, a very early powerhouse in the uh, in the NFL at that time, known as the APFA, etc. But anyway, um, so they were uh, they, they went in their first season nine one and one, um, coming in third out of fourteen teams. And then in 1921, they went 9-1-2, and two, coming in uh, second out of 21 teams. you got to remember the early days of the NFL were, was very tumultuous in terms of teams moving and coming into existence and leaving existence, leaving the team, league and so on and so on. But um, anyway, so that was the brief history of the All-American. There was a, uh, a controversy with the uh, 1921 season as to who actually... Uh, earned the title. They didn't officially have, you know, a championship game. Um, it was actually voted on by the executive committee, I believe, of the of the league. And um, there's, yeah, you can read it. I, I don't know how much of a, a controversy it is, unless you happen to live in Buffalo and care about the Buffalo All Americans. But anyway, there's a big battle over the over the uh, title of the NFL in 1921, and the Buffalo All Americans uh, did not get the title that year. It's, it instead went to uh, the Chicago, then Chicago Staley's, uh, who went on to become the Bears again. So that's the All-Americans. Not exactly what we're looking for, but, uh, but pretty darn close in terms of NFL history. Now, the team that was called the Americans um, played in hockey in the NHL. So it was the uh, the New York Americans, and then for their last season, the Brooklyn Americans. And they played for 17 seasons, actually, in the NHL. From the season starting in 1925, so the 25-26 season, to the season starting in 1941, so the 41-42 season. This is a pretty bad hockey team. Although it made the playoffs uh, five times, okay? Um, never, obviously, won a Stanley Cup. Uh, but it only had three winning seasons. Um, 1928-29, uh, the New York Americans uh, did pretty well, 19-13 and 13 with 12 ties. 30-31, uh, they squeaked out 18-16 and 16 with 10 ties. And then in 37-38, they, the, it was even a closer one, a, a, a closer squeaker, if you will. 19 wins, 18 losses, and 11 ties. So... Um, so that's, uh, by the way, uh, in terms of their their big stars, when you look at hockey reference, their all-time goals leader was a guy named Normie Himes. Um, so Normie was big in, in 29-30 in particular. So um, a year where they were not 
they did not reach 500. Um, but they had a losing record. But anyway, uh, all-time goals for Normie, Mr. Himes, 107 goals. All-time points leader with the Americans, 219 points. Same guy, Normie Himes. Most goals in a season, 29-30. He had 28 goals. He hit the back of the net 28 times. And then he also had the most points of uh, any American um, during this time that the uh, franchise existed. He had 50 points that year in 1929-30. It's interesting to point out, this was, the New York Americans were New York City's first NHL team. It wasn't the Rangers. It was uh, the New York Americans. So... In fact, there's a great piece, uh, article over at SB, SBNation.com about the uh, the New York Americans. And they actually were the first hockey team to call New York home. And they were the first team to play in uh, in Madison Square Garden. Um, you know, it opened. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when it opened, but it was certainly brand spanking new when the Americans made their debut in the 25-26 season. They were one of two expansion teams. Um, so they played in Madison Square Garden. By the way, the team was originally owned by a guy named Thomas Dugan and a man named Bill Dwyer, who was, according to SB Nation, a professional bootlegger. <laughs> um, Tex Ricard owned Madison Square Garden. Um, they, he, uh, he agreed to, you know, have the Americans play there. Um, uh, many people thought that the, the sport was going to become quite big. Um, and they did have a great uh, box office success their their first season. Uh, Ricard noted that and uh, said, yeah, the Americans can continue playing here. And by the way, I'm going to start my own team, the New York Rangers. And that's how the Rangers came into existence. But one has to wonder, would the Rangers have been around if it weren't for the New York Americans? Um, by the way, that 28-29 season, where they, they were 19-13-2, SB Nation points out that they had... Roy Warders or Waters in the net. He was their goal. Warders was was their goalie. Easy for me to say, and uh, he was so good he won the Hart Trophy, the MVP uh, trophy for the NHL. Um, first time a goalie ever won it, uh, and a goalie didn't win again until like uh, 1949-50. And uh, according to SB Nation, only six goalies in the history of the NHL have won that award. So Roy Waters, nice Americans goalie. Fantastic. Um, so, uh, you know, they they, uh, uh, they they existed for this time period. They they struggled. Um, it's interesting, SB, SB Nation notes that uh, uh, after Prohibition ended, uh, Dwyer, the bootlegger, had a tough time. So they got, uh, there was a new owner that came in towards the end, Red Dutton. And here's, here's this is kind of a sad story. So Red uh, renamed the New York Americans the Brooklyn Americans for the 1941-42 season because uh, he wanted to move the team out of Madison Square Garden and into Brooklyn. But because there was no uh, rink, no NHL uh, caliber rink, they still played in Manhattan as the Brooklyn Americans in that last season. Um, so things came to an end. They suspended operations uh, during uh, World War II, the Americans did, and they just, uh, when they, uh, a new ownership group tried to get a team back under that name, the NHL had said, the NHL said no. It is interesting that the NHL refers to the original six era. 
Um, you know, they talk about the Rangers, Bruins, Blackhawks, Red Wings, Canadians, and Maple Leafs, which was the case until 67 when they had a big expansion. But that really wasn't, you can't call it the original six. Um, um, you know, there, there were teams before those six, and one of those teams was, in fact, the New York Brooklyn Americans. So there's some history here. Um, and I think uh, in, in, uh, in, U.S. pro sports for the name Americans. Um, but, you know, listen, in terms of specifically this Redskins deal, my view, as I wrote in this column, is that Snyder should really bring back this name. What name? It fits perfectly for a team that plays in Washington, D.C., right? Our, our, uh, our nation's capital city. There was controversy with Washington Redskins for the longest time. Again, no matter where you came down on that, it's done, it's over with. So why not embrace uh, the Washington Americans? I mean, that would be a uniting name, wouldn't it? Um, you know, uh, of course, I get it. As I said in the piece, it's hard to unite people uh, pretty much on anything. But, you know, quite frankly, if you come up with a problem, if you, uh, you're like, well, I don't like Washington Americans. Well, you know what? Tough. I mean, for people that, that say stuff like that, I really don't care. Um, although I don't really care too much about a lot of this stuff, and I didn't care all that much about the name of the of the Washington football team. Um, but in my view, Washington Americans is the obvious choice. Um, you know, it's it should be quite frankly uh, a no brainer in terms of uh, of making the uh, new name for the team the uh, the Washington. Uh, Americans. I'm, I'm just trying to juggle things as I'm talking here, folks. I apologize. But, um, you know, and quite frankly, you know, is, Dan Snyder is going to invest all sorts of time. And I get it. You know, I don't know. I mean, he might have a name for the team already in mind and just kind of going through this as a as a PR deal. I don't know that. But, um, hey, listen, save some time, save some money, go with the Washington Americans. It's the most obvious name. It's the best option do it, Mr. Snyder, and you're welcome. And yes, Roger Goodell, NFL commissioner, you're welcome as well. That's how I closed out that column. Now, um, so there you go. That's my take from the Redskins to the Washington football team to the Washington Americans. That's where it should be. Um, you know, listen, in terms of the summer right now, um, we just uh, had a period of time where at the end of July, um, we're at the end of July now, but um, normally in the world of science fiction and comic books and fantasy, uh, the focus would be on Comic-Con uh, in San Diego, the International Comic-Con. And it didn't happen this year with, uh, obviously, the coronavirus. But I would say the next best thing is, hey, read my book, Heroes and Villains, a Pastor Stephen Grant short story. Um, it's another thriller mystery featuring... Stephen Grant, pastor of St. Mary's Lutheran Church on Long Island. That guy is a former Navy SEAL, one-time CIA operative. And this time, he's confronting violence that springs from a toxic mixture of pop culture and ideological extremism. So many people think of Grant as a hero at various times, defending the church, the Christian church, and the U.S. over the years. Uh, while doing so, he's journeyed across the nation and around the world, 
But now Grant finds himself in an entirely unfamiliar setting, a comic book, science fiction, and fantasy convention. But he still joins with forces, uh, he still joins forces with a unique set of heroes in an attempt to foil a villainous plot against one of the all-time great comic book writers and artists. I had a, gr- a lot of fun um, writing this particular book. I mean, I always enjoy all writing my, my novels, all 12 of the Pastor Stephen Grant novels and short stories I've enjoyed tremendously. But this one is a, was particularly fun. Uh, and I think by the reaction of many reviewers, uh, it's a fun read as well. You can get it in trade. You can get Heroes and Villains, a Pastor Stephen Grant short story in paperback and for the Kindle over at Amazon.com. Uh, and of course, sign books at RayKeatingOnline.com. And by the way, it is the book of the month for July. So there's some awesome deals over at RayKeatingOnline.com. Um, so you should check those out uh, under the book of the month tab. Also, as a reminder, any time, any book you buy um, at RayKeatingOnline.com during the month throughout Throughout 2010, we're celebrating. Throughout 2020, we're celebrating 10 years of the Pastor Stephen Grant novels. So each month we have a prize. Um, all you do is buy anything over at RayKeatingOnline.com, and you are entered into the random prize drawing, and you could be a winner. So please check it out. Listen, thanks for listening. Your feedback and suggestions are most welcome. Please check out my uh, various other endeavors and books. Uh, I mentioned Keating, uh, the, the, I mentioned the column about renaming the Washington Redskins, making them the Washington Americans. That column is over at KeatingFiles.com. Check out my other podcast, Free Enterprise in Three Minutes. Uh, my most recent nonfiction book is Behind Enemy Lines, Conservative Communiques from Left-Wing New York. Again, available at Amazon.com. Signed books at RayKeatingOnline.com. Um, also, another uh, recent nonfiction book is Free Trade Rocks, so please check that out. Again, check out all the Pastor Stephen Grant novels. And also, if you're interested in Hollywood, the entertainment business, and in particular, the, uh, the Walt Disney Company and all of its many endeavors, uh, please go over to DisneyBizJournal.com and check out our work there. Hey, thanks for listening. God bless.